I have just realised that I didn't record that little rant. It was quite a good one, wasn't it? Oh, well, never mind. What are you going to do? That's why you should join me live. Hi, and welcome to the Unashamedly Human podcast, where we explore how we can better understand our thoughts, feelings and actions, change our results and feel less alone as we navigate this crazy little thing called life. My name is Emily Chabborn, and I recorded this episode live in my free Facebook group, Unashamedly Human with Emily Chabborn. If you're not a member yet, head to the show notes to join this global community and you'll be able to join me live next week as I record the next episode of Unashamedly Human, the podcast. Make sure you follow me on Instagram too, Unashamedly Emily, and enjoy this episode. Dear Em, recently I've been having a hard time dealing with some people in my life who, although close to me, have such opposing opinions to me. I know they're entitled to their viewpoint, but I feel so disconnected from them and many parts of my community too. I stand for love and inclusivity, and so I find this disconnect upsetting and I'm not sure what to do about it. I guess my question is, how do I be the embodiment of unity in a world that is so divided? This question got emailed to me, infoemilychadbourne.com, and... I really resonated with it. Like I could feel what this person was feeling when she wrote it. Oh, I'm about to get emotional. Because this year for me has been borderline frightening and not because I'm scared of coronavirus, not because I'm scared of lockdown, not because I'm scared of the government, not because I'm scared of that, but because of the magnification that political and global events this year has had on the division of humanity. So whether it be the division around Black Lives Matter, how we're still having to remind people that we cannot discriminate on the colour of someone's skin is mind-blowing to me, and yet still here we are in that conversation. It's such an important conversation and it really needs to be had. But there is a lot of division around that, and, and that feels frightening for me, and there is been huge division around the US election and that feels frightening for me and there has been huge division about the global pandemic and that feels frightening for me because I don't think as human beings we were designed to survive in division I think we were designed to be stronger together we're biologically spiritually emotionally mentally physically designed to operate as a tribe and operate as a team and that is where our strength lies seeing this high level of division and seeing it so magnified through social media has at times given me the physical sensation of being scared. If you resonate with that, let me know. (laughs) Because I think it's important that we acknowledge that we have these feelings instead of feeling ashamed of them. Because when we sit in the shame of them, we won't do anything with them. We keep them close to us. We just become them instead of going, this is an experience that I'm having. What is this experience teaching me? And how can I take action based on this experience? Like, where do I go from here with it? And I think the worst thing about feeling alone in this division is feeling alone in it. When we can unite in like, wow, this is weird, right? This feels gross, right? Then we can come together and and feel more powerful in our voice to change it. So absolutely, I can't believe in 2020 we're still having a conversation about any discrimination. I know it does feel a bit like that, doesn't it? But change does take time. We have to be patient. We have to be persistent. Yes, I have felt that. Okay, yep, great. 
resonate completely. Good. And some love hearts coming in over the gram. So yeah, so I read this email and I was like, whoa, that's how I feel. And so how do I answer that question? And to be honest, I tried a few times in my head and I wrote some stuff down and it didn't feel quite articulate enough. And that's not me deploying my perfectionist strategy. That is me saying I didn't think that what I had inside me could serve in the way that I knew this conversation needed to be served. So I replied to the lovely lady who emailed me and I said, do you mind if I sit with this for a few weeks and I will come back for you? Back to you, <laughs> not back for you. I'll come back to you. And so I sat with it and a few weeks passed and a few weeks up passed and obviously the election happened and all I could see was more division and not less and there were no answers in that division for me. And then because the universe works on energetics and obviously this has been the energy that I have been in and the question that I have been asking and the gap that I have been noticing in my own experience, knowledge and wisdom, I happen to be in a sort of, I guess you would call it like a spiritual mastermind um, last week. What day is it? Thursday, earlier this week. Yeah, it was earlier this week, beginning of this week with a couple of really renowned and very grounded, articulate, real spiritual voices of our time. I feel very honored to be able to sit in that group and to be able to learn at the feet of such wisdom. And funnily enough, we all got onto the Zoom chat and the facilitator goes, all right, so today we're going to talk about how do we show up as facilitators of meditation or social change um, in the face of such division? How do we create unity? How do we become unity in the face of division? And I just like sat there pissing myself. I was like, oh, that's hilarious. Thank you. Thank you, universe. Um, and what happened over the next two hours was everything that I needed to hear and gave me a framework and the articulation to now be able not just to answer this question, but also to be, to be able to embody the answer to this question. And I think when it comes to doing this level of I'm going to call it spiritual work, but really what I mean by spiritual work is it's sitting in the seat of self-awareness and living to the very best of your intent to your highest integrity. And that's hard because, you know, we're all human beings and we're full of our own baggage and we're full of our own triggers and we're full of our own childhood shit. And if you believe in it, which some people do, I don't know where I sit with it. We're also full of our old past lives. Our old karma has come with us. And so, you know, we are hackers basically as human beings and our challenge should we choose to accept it I think is to move through those energetic thoughts and feelings so that we can transcend them and come to a place more and more on a daily basis of love and light and being the energy that we want to see in the world around us. I this week have endeavoured to live the embodiment of what I heard on Monday so that I can take those intellectual concepts and be them. Like it, you can hear something, you can read something and then you can grasp consciously and mentally the concept of something. But until you take that concept and embody it through action into knowledge 
and then do that repetitively so that it becomes wisdom. It's kind of not yours. It's just a concept that you have attached yourself to. And so right now I'm speaking from this place of, I know the concept intellectually and I am going to do my very best to take that concept and through my action, create knowledge through my own experience. And then with enough repetition, hopefully one day that will become integrated into me and become wisdom. But that's where I'm sitting with it right now. I'm pretty green to this concept that I want to share with you today. If, like me, you love reading cool stuff, listening to interesting interviews and hearing funny, quirky stories that feel really relatable, then sign up for my famous Friday emails. They're jam-packed with awesomeness, and if you sign up and you're not into it, you can always unsubscribe. Link in the show notes, and I look forward to being in your inbox on Friday. It's Friday! These are some of the things that came up in this epic discussion about how do we stay in unity when there is such division? Because I think one of the problems that I had when I was thinking about this question is that number one, I was in fear. And when we're in fear, what do we do? We try and protect ourselves. Naturally, we feel uncomfortable in a situation, so we try and withdraw from it. So I'm gonna withdraw from those people. I've been like, I tell you what, I have been deleting people off my Facebook, left unfollowing people like you wouldn't believe. It's one of the reasons, not the reason, but one of the reasons that I closed my old Instagram account and started a new one. I was just like, I need to choose who is in my field of vision right now. And while I absolutely stand by that action, there was something in that action that made me feel like what I am doing is narrowing my perception and creating my own confirmation bias. I only want to hang out with people like me. And that's a very dangerous place for us to be in. Now, equally, on the flip of that coin, which is the same coin, it's also really dangerous for us to be living in a world where we have so much fake news being pumped into us through algorithms and through story shares. And, you know, you can say anything on the internet these days and people will literally believe it because they don't want to believe the reality that's unfolding in front of them right now. They want someone to blame for the coronavirus. It needs to be someone's fault for the way that the world is. And so it's very easy for us to swing from both, you know, we can either get sucked into the fake news vortex or we can create our own little confirmation bias where we only ever see our own opinion reflected back to us. And I think both sides of that coin are quite dangerous. We need to find somewhere in between. But what I was doing earlier this year was very much like, Nat got a different opinion to me, can't handle it, can't handle it, can't handle it, can't handle it. And so actually what I'm doing, whilst even though the conversation I was having with myself was, I'm maintaining my mental health by not getting you know like angry with other people on the internet but actually all I'm doing is I'm creating more of a division for myself so I didn't know how to manage that any other way at the time the other thing I think that I noticed was that I was beginning to get quite upset with people who showed a lack of tolerance and then because I was getting upset with the people that were showing a lack of tolerance I was then becoming the person who had the lack of tolerance So I was then becoming the person that I was upset with. I was beginning to feel like you're just completely dismissing that other person's point of view. How dare you be like that? (laughs) That's how I was beginning to feel like, oh, what's wrong with you that you're being like that? But actually what's wrong with me that I'm being like that? So I was becoming the energy that I didn't like seeing. 
And then thirdly, I, and I reposted this. I saw it, it was like a, an Instagram tile that I saw. And there was a big part of me that agreed with everything that it said. And so, you know, when you can share the post to your own story. And I did that. And the moment I did it, I was like, there's something that feels weird about that. And I couldn't work out why. And the post said something along the lines of, and I'm paraphrasing, we can be friends and have different opinions. Doesn't apply if you are. And then there was a list like homophobic, anti-transgender. And I agree with that. I agree that I want to hang out with the people who believe that it doesn't matter what color your skin is, that there should be equal rights for everyone. I want to hang out with people who want to close the gender gap. I want to hang out with people who want to see justice for all. I like, I, I do. But when I posted it, I, there was something incongruent about the posting of it that I couldn't quite work out. And then this session that I went to on Monday explained all of that and gave me the language to, to understand what was going on for me. And this is it in its grossest sense. When I see people who are in division, people who are in a place where they want to divide based on gender, color of your skin, when I see that, I have to, first of all, ask myself, how can I create unity in this situation before I ask, how can I discuss the division of our opinion in this situation? And that's a big ask. So the moment I reposted that Instagram tile, I created more division because that Instagram tile basically said, if you believe this, you and I cannot be friends. You and I have nothing in common. You and I must stay distant from each other. You and I must be at arm's length from each other. I want nothing to do with you. You're not my person. And that is division. That's not unity. Same with deleting all of these people off Facebook because they've got a different opinion to me. That's me contributing to the division. Same as getting intolerant with people who are intolerant with people. That's me contributing to the division. And that's why I, I think I stalled at answering this question was because I was still being the division. <laughs> and I, I didn't know, I didn't have conscious awareness of it. I could feel it, but I didn't have the, 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 I didn't quite have the level of conscious awareness to be able to change it or articulate it. So what did I learn on Monday? Here are some of the things that I learned on Monday. What we must do when we seek to create unity, first and foremost, is put that unity above division. So we have to look at a situation or at a person or at a, a, a difference of opinion. And first of all, before dealing with that difference of opinion or dealing with the division or dealing with the racism or dealing with the whatever it might be, we must consciously and purposefully seek out the unity that sits between us as human beings. And we have to lead with that unity first and foremost. So the unity, the universal unity that connects every single human being on this planet, no matter who they vote for, no matter what their opinion is, every single human being is united by the universal truth that our very existence is sacred. Your existence is sacred. Donald Trump's existence is sacred. And believe me, it's hard for me to say that. It's hard to look for unity in somebody when they preach such hate. But we have to see the unity first because it's only in the unity 
that we can fight the hate. So first and foremost, we have to honor our sense of belonging before we honor the difference of opinion. So we must seek out what is universal and that universal is sacredness of human life. And our connection in that unity has to be put before opinion. Connection is more important than opinion every time. Now, if you're thinking, what, you, now I'm meant to just think that Trump's okay or now I'm meant to be friends with someone who's a racist or now I'm meant to just hang out with someone who's homophobic, no. And I'm going to give you some more stuff. Don't worry, that's coming. We, this isn't about tolerating behavior that shouldn't be tolerated. This isn't about staying quiet or rolling over or being submissive. Not at all. This is about developing your inner strength, which holds a higher vibration than hatred and racism and division and homophobia. It holds a higher vibrational frequency of love and unity. And we have to connect to that because otherwise we meet division at division and cause more division. I didn't say this was easy, but I think it's necessary. Okay, so how do we do that? How do we handle somebody, especially when they're close to us, right? Maybe they're friends or family members. Like, how do we deal with their blatant racism or their homophobia or their intolerance to another human being. How do we deal with that? It's all very good, Emily, to be like, well, I'm gonna see our sacredness of humanness as our unity first and foremost. But actually that is the first step and it is a really powerful one. And it doesn't mean that we have to be like, hey, you know, you and me, we are one, we are one energy. It, it's not a patronizing thing. It's nothing that you even necessarily need to communicate to that other person. It's always a good idea to find common ground before you open up this type of discussion, before you lay down your boundary. It's always good to create a, a circle of respect and trust with the person that you are about to set a boundary with or maybe have a debate with. Ultimately, we must connect first through unity. The second thing is that we have to really listen. So one of the things that got said in this discussion on Monday was who they are is beyond their opinion. And I thought that was a really powerful statement. The person that is presenting, whether it be me or whether it be the person I'm talking to, the, the person is not the opinion. Somebody's opinion has been learnt they weren't born with that opinion. They might have been born into that opinion because of their family, because of their geographical uh, location, where they were born, their socioeconomic background, who their neighbor was, what their religion was. They might have been born into that opinion, but they are not their opinion. It's like, I'm wearing a white t-shirt, but I'm not the white t-shirt. I'm just wearing the white t-shirt. And that's what opinions are. They are things that we wear. They are things that we collect. They are things that we put on, but they are not who we are at our essence. They are not that sacred bond of unity and humanness that connects us all. So we cannot like my white t-shirt. You can be like, you look shit in that white t-shirt. I'd never wear that white t-shirt. Okay, cool. But that white t-shirt isn't who I am. And so when we are engaging with somebody who is wearing an opinion that doesn't suit us, that we would never wear, that we don't even want in our wardrobe, we wouldn't even let it in our house. 
we have to see that beyond the white t-shirt of opinion, they are human. And then we need to get really curious about why did you pick that white t-shirt? What happened? What happened in your morning this morning, Emily Chubborn, that you woke up and went, I'm going to go and I'm going to select that white t-shirt from my drawer and I'm going to wear it. Like, wow, how did that happen? Because that is something I couldn't even fathom doing in my own life. I couldn't even begin to consider picking up that white t-shirt and putting it on. So what happened that made you do that? And then we get really curious. And instead of going in and being like, I need to change your opinion so that I can feel safe in my own being. I see that you're a human being. Excellent, unity, connection, great. But hang on a minute, you're wrong. Instead of doing that, we need to go, that's so interesting. What's made you think that? Where did you get that from? And not because we are opening ourselves to be swayed into their opinion, but because something might come out of that conversation that gives that person even more humanity and maybe gives us the opportunity to know them better and to be able to help them in a way, never unsolicited, always with, you know, I, I've observed something, do you mind if I share it with you? That's really interesting. I've just had a thought, do you mind if we share that together? We always ask for permission. You will find out a lot about how somebody is if you just shut the fuck up and listen to them. And sometimes when people don't have their defenses up because you're wrong, no, you're wrong, no, you're wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. I read it on Facebook. When we defuse that situation and come from a place of unity, love, connection first and foremost, and then a genuine sense of curiosity and imagination, like what's going on that you think that, man? What's happened in your life? We will find out so much about that other person and that other person might even find out something about themselves. And in the seat of self-awareness, we can change. We can't change outside of that seat. We must be in a place of self-awareness. And quite often people will just pick up opinions and they will wear shit clothes and they don't even think about it. It's because that's what everyone around them thinks and that's what their parents have taught them. And sometimes when they get the chance to look in the mirror by us standing in front of them in a place of love and compassion and not in a place of increased division, they will see themselves and go, wow, what the fuck am I wearing? And sometimes they won't. But they will get more attached to what they are wearing when someone tries to come up and rip it off them. If you came up to me now and tried to rip off my t-shirt, I'd be like, hey, what are you doing? I would fight for my t-shirt. But when you put a mirror up in front of me with grace and compassion and love and understanding, well, then I might just see a glimpse of myself in a way that I've never seen myself before. And that works both ways. Be prepared to look when you listen. So that's the second thing. We get really curious about why someone is the way that they are instead of assuming that the way they are is wrong or bad because we have to seek that unity, which is you are not your opinion. Another thing, a snippet, a soundbite, a word, words that were said, notes that I furiously scribbled down, um, is this. If someone is winning at the expense of another, we are all losing. And this one really sat with me because I know about myself that I can be very righteous and I feel very safe when I feel like I am winning over somebody else. 
And that's something I've really worked on over the last five years because it doesn't serve me in the way, it doesn't serve me and it doesn't serve you. And to be able to have this level of articulation around that has been really useful for me. If I have to win at the expense of you, we are both losing. So you might end up leaving a discussion with a loved one or a family member and they're like, oh, 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 because, you know, you've argued your way into sort of like beating them into this level of frustration where they don't even know what they were talking about in the first place anymore. And maybe you've exposed the big gap in their knowledge or their education, or you've exposed their ignorance in some way, or, you know, what they are saying isn't substantiated, or you, you feel like, ha, I got ya. You don't know anything. No one is winning. You haven't won. We're trying to fight our way to unity instead of love our way to unity. I think, you know, we are, we're telling people that they are right and that they are wrong and we're not our opinions and we're so much more nuanced than that. You know, we're not just one story. We're not. We are so many versions of ourselves and, and we, we operate on a scale. I was listening to a really interesting podcast yesterday about race and the conversation that white people are having about race and how we kind of assume that because we are not blatantly racist, we are not overtly racist, that we are not racist. But how the nuances of racism sit with all of us in some capacity and until we are courageous enough and brave enough to recognize those nuances in ourselves, we will never create the social change that needs to be changed. We can't just blame the white supremacists. Like, how often do you sit in silence? How often do you say, well, that, I don't really understand that. That's not my culture, I don't really get it. And that is in itself a form of micro-racism. I thought it was really interesting and quite confronting for me to hear, if I'm gonna be completely honest, because it really made me think about how I am racist. No, I would never call myself racist because I'm not a white supremacist. But you have to ask yourself, how is your unconscious bias manifesting itself in these really subtle ways? And I think that's a conversation that we all need to be having with ourselves. I think that works in this context because when we see someone with a different opinion, we immediately tend to assume that they are the enemy, that they are the bad guy, that we need to defeat them. But again, that is creating this paradigm where if you lose and I win, then good reigns over evil. But that's not how human beings work. We are so much more nuanced than that. We have so many more scales that we operate on than the, that kind of dichotomous right, wrong, good, bad, positive, negative, racist, not racist. The scale is so much more peppered. And so when we are in these conversations, we are never trying to win, we are trying to unite. And it is when we both win, when we both have a shift, when we both acknowledge that we have work to do, when we both come together to this place of genuine connection, that we can create real sustainable change. And that means self-reflection as well. I can't be winning at the expense of you and win because that's division, that's not unity. And it's such a huge concept. And I'm not saying it's gonna be easy to embody at all <laughs> because I know uh, I know my righteousness I, I I connect to it on a regular basis and um 
And so that's going to be a huge one for me to embody. And I'm not, I'm not expecting myself to get it right, but I'm expecting myself to try. And over time with enough experience and enough fucking it up and enough reflection and self-awareness, maybe I will get closer to being able to create environments and conversations where we all win because we all learn something about ourselves and dismantle a little bit of our own prejudices and our own biases in that conversation. And I don't think this shift is gonna happen in my lifetime. I don't think the global shift is gonna happen in this generation, but I think we have to start laying the foundation of that. I wanna be a forefather of that change for sure, for mother. And now I wanna talk about boundaries because you might be thinking, well, this all sounds like I need to stand in front of my racist cousin and listen to what they have to say and not disagree with them. And that's not what I'm saying at all. Your opinion matters. We must speak our opinion. We must create the change, the, the, the systematic change, but what we can't do is be in division in that change. I think we need to be in unity in that change. So what does that look like? Would you like daily text messages of support, positivity and love sent personally from me straight to your phone? Then sign up for Wake Up With Em. It's the affirmation service you didn't know you needed. The first month is free if you follow the link in the show notes. Good morning, you're awesome. It's about creating boundaries and understanding and developing our own sense of empathy and our own willingness to see ourselves in this conversation and to live greatly by demonstration. So we can have a conversation, let's take the example of a cousin. Let's say you've got a cousin, you're relatively close to that cousin. Your cousin has, you know, in 2020 started talking about, you know, some concepts that you don't agree with, whatever it might be. Maybe they're a huge conspiracy theorist, maybe they're a Trump supporter, maybe they're They've shown themselves to be racist in a way that you didn't even know that they were. And that feels really confronting for you. And you don't want to be around that. And you also don't want to just let that go, right? You're not going to be like, hey, it's fine that you have that opinion because it's not fine that you have that opinion. So again, remembering all of the things that we've previously learned, which is we must look, we must be the embodiment of unity and not create more division. So we find the thing that holds us united, which is the sacredness of being a human being. We recognize that opinions are created. They are not part of who we are. They are the things that we own, the things that we wear, the protection maybe that we have. The thing that separates us from the outside world is the opinion that we put in between us. Um, and then we remember that, you know, we don't want to win against this person, that we want to be able to learn with this person that doesn't mean we tolerate this person's behavior. And so boundaries go like this. When people come to me about boundaries, I quite often find that they have this impression that a boundary is about like saying no to somebody. It's about pushing someone away. It's about having someone at arm's length. It's about creating division, right? Like my boundary means that you need to move away from me. I'm gonna say no to you, which increases division. However, I don't think it really works like that. I think boundaries are about communicating effectively to somebody what is okay for you in your experience of being a human being. So again, we don't, we never abandon the intent of unity, but we can take a step back and create a boundary so that we maintain our own mental health and maintain our own energetics so that we can, as much as possible in our communities, families and friendship circles, create more unity. 
So that might be, you know, having a conversation with your cousin and getting really interested and getting really curious and and then saying, you know, hey, there is something that I would love to communicate to you. Would that be okay? And again, we always ask for permission and that would be yes. And then you would say something along the lines of, you know, in my own experience, and, and this is where I'm kind of like what I'm considering at the moment. We never speak in absolute truths either because it sounds really confronting to people. It's like, you're wrong. That's an absolute truth. You would say something along the lines of, you know, something to really consider or something that I choose to really consider as an idea is this. All people, regardless of color of skin, are as sacred as the next person. And that's something that I choose to experience in my life because it makes me feel loved and connected and belonged to the whole globe instead of feeling angry and sad and worried and in fear. So you would present it like that. And then you can go one step further and say, because I really value our friendship and our relationship as cousins, I think right now, because we are in such differing experiences of this world, it would be a good idea that we take a little bit of time to really recalibrate with ourselves individually before we come back to try and create this and maintain our relationship. Because the last few times we've been together, all we've done is argue. And I don't want to argue with you. I love you more than the opinion that you hold of black people, of transgender people, of queer people, of whatever it might be. I love you more than the opinion that you hold. And as a result of that love, I think it would be a really good idea that we spent a little bit of time apart and began to really reassess how we communicate our opinions, where our opinions have come from, and have that sort of conversation on, on an individual basis because I don't want to risk our relationship right now. And I don't think anyone can argue with that. And if they do, Guru, with love and compassion and seeing the sacredness of the human in front of you instead of seeing the opinion of somebody in front of you, you continue to do what you need to do in order to maintain your mental health and in order to maintain your vibrational frequency of love. It's hard. I get it. And like I said, I'm at the very beginning of this journey, which is why this particular podcast episode might have sounded a bit clunky and there have been lots of pauses in between my words because I'm new to articulating this and I'm very new to embodying it. But I don't think we are in a place individually or collectively where we can pretend that this conversation doesn't need to be had or acted upon because I think we're at a critical time in humanity. And so my invitation to you would be to just try on some of the concepts that we've covered here today, which is to always choose unity over opinion and to look purposefully and consciously for the sacredness of humanity, which is the universal thing that unites all of us. The second thing is to get really curious about the opinion that someone's, someone holds and to understand that they are not their opinion. It is something that they wear, much like they wear, they choose to wear certain clothes. We don't have to agree with their style. And curiosity and imagination is always key. Why are you wearing that? Why are you thinking that? What, what's happened in your life that you have created that opinion for yourself? Remembering that if someone is winning at the expense of another, then we are all losing. And just holding that as a truth in your heart when you are in conversation with someone, we don't have to win the argument. We have to unite through connection. And then of course, the importance of communicating your boundaries and having really healthy boundaries and 
and living the consequence of those boundaries. And that is an individual thing dependent on person, context, experience, relationship, all of that kind of stuff. You know, there are people who persistently push my boundaries and there is a consequence to, to that, which is I no longer interact with you. Now I have to be sure about the consequence of that boundary. It's a bit like saying to a two-year-old, no, don't touch that, don't touch that, don't touch that, don't touch that, don't touch that or I'll take your toy away. And then they touch it again and you don't take the toy away. And then you've got a brat as a kid. That's your responsibility as a parent. That's not your child's fault. And that's how we need to understand that everybody who moves within our energetic vibrational frequency, we are always telling them how they can and cannot act around us. We are not telling them that they are not allowed to wear the t-shirt that they're wearing. They're not to have the opinion that they are having. But we are always through our own embodiment of what we believe to be true. We are always showing people how to act around us. And what you may very well find is that when you genuinely step into the embodiment, the knowledge and the wisdom of this concept of I choose unity over division every single time, and when you begin to embody that on a vibrational level, that there are gonna be some people in your social network who for not, and they won't, have conscious re, they won't have conscious understanding of why, but for whatever reason, they'll just wanna hang out with you a bit less. And not because you're up yourself, not because you are, you know, holier than anyone else not because you are more spiritually evolved than them not because you're a wanker but they'll just be something they'll just be like oh that person's a, like people who are in that much fear and hate kind of don't like being around people who are in that much love and compassion and so you may very well find it's not even a conversation you need to have that the people that can't handle your, that level of i choose unity over division might just not show up on your news feed or not cool as much and love and compassion for that all good so whew, i trust that that was a good one yeah cara so in the hub we talk a lot there's a whole thing about boundaries and about how we maintain boundaries both in romantic relationships but also just in general um i have a six-step process to creating a healthy boundary which i share with my hubsters um boundaries are a really really important part in the relationships that you have with people if you don't have healthy solid boundaries and this is so this is how boundaries are such an important thing. If you don't have healthy, solid boundaries with other people, you will be in the resentment of other people. Resentment is division, it's not unity. So if you really love someone, the best thing that you can do is have healthy boundaries with them. If you don't care so much, don't worry about it. But a, a healthy boundary allows you to sit in love and compassion with someone instead of anger and resentment with them. And anger and resentment is a division. Love and compassion is unity. Unity isn't about, yeah, let's hang out together every day. Unity is about, I see you as a human being and I acknowledge that that is more important than anything else that you say or post or how even you act. But I don't have to be that. I don't have to be that with you. I have to tolerate that behavior in my experience. So yeah, healthy boundaries is, is really important. You can't be in love and compassion, which is unity with another person if you are in resentment of them because you don't have the inner strength to be able to create a really solid boundary. The most loving thing that you can do for the people in your life is have solid and consistent boundaries because then they will feel safe in your energy because they know how to behave around you. All right, I trust that has been useful. I'm just gonna jump into more questions. It's a really big concept. So um, 
numbers really dropped um, throughout that podcast recording, um, which is absolutely fine. It happens. Normally I maintain my numbers. People tend to jump on and listen the whole way through and they haven't with this one. So maybe that's just some feedback for me. But I really trust that if you're still listening, that you are ready to embody this message and you are so thank you for staying with me and thank you for listening i get it a feeling i've always had but this is the first time i've heard it explained wow awesome amazing try to come from a place of love and understanding for all it's a good place to start with enough daily practice it does become easier yeah absolutely and it is it's practice you're not going to get this right i'm not going to get this right i'm going to have moments where i'm like you're an idiot course but then I have to just correct back into the seat of self-awareness breathe give myself some space get curious about myself and about my reactions and about the opinions that I wear because this isn't just a one-way street this is you know unity is about symbiosis it's about recognizing that we are dancing in an energetic dance with each other and I am as much part of that dance as the person next to me um I love you more than your opinion. I love this. Yeah, isn't it good? Very useful. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh my God, amazing. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. I believe it's a huge conversation. Yeah, it is a massive conversation. That's it for today's episode. I trust you loved it. And remember, you can join me as I record these episodes live. All of the details are in the show notes. If you love this episode, I'd really appreciate you sharing it on your socials. And please tag me, Unashamedly Emily. You can also share it through Spotify. And if you're listening on iTunes, then please rate and review. It really helps other people find this valuable content. And as always, nothing beats a good bit of word of mouth. So let your mates know all about this podcast. If you're interested in joining my global coaching community, the Unashamedly Human Hub, check out the link in the show notes. See you in the next episode and keep being brave.